Hello fellow explorers, welcome back to the journey. This week, as promised, I'm going to talk more about coming out, um, friends and people. Um, this week, specifically, I want to touch on coming out at work. So... I have uh, three stories of coming out to people that I worked with, and all three basically different reactions for the most part. But before I get there, I want to talk about you know the importance of staying safe when coming out. Um, I touched on a little bit on the fourth episode, I believe, comrade, um, talking about coming out to my friend Frankie, and. You know, if it's possible, you should kind of feel them out, you know, um, see what their feelings are, just to protect yourself, if nothing else. Because that would be, that would be utterly the worst thing ever, is if somebody, if you, if you trust, felt you could trust somebody and you came out to them, and, and then they ended up you know, telling somebody else or reacting in a way that was unpleasant and, you know, spread it out about you, blackmailed you, or heaven forbid, you know, got violent with you. Um, so you do need to be careful, you know. Um, and when you do come out, you do need to explain to people, you know, that it's something not a lot of people know and that you don't want them telling people. Um, yes, yeah, so ways you can feel people out is um, if you've already told some people and you have mutual connection, you can have the other person just genuinely ask them, like, hey, how do you feel about transgender people or what are your feelings about that? Um, you know, we're in a world of social media that you can look at their posts and see what they're posting and how that might relate to being transgender. Um, or, you know, if you're brave enough and, you know, perhaps if you're early on and you're questioning or haven't started transitioning, you know, or, you know, like me, as I've discussed, I still am very masculine and look very masculine and present masculine for, you know, 99%. So where you can be like, hey, you know, my friend is transitioning or like I did with Frankie talking about, you know, superheroes or characters in video games or in a movie or a TV show, something you saw, just to see how they feel and react to it. Um, and then you can be like, hey, well, actually, that friend was me or actually, I think I might be the and if you're unsure, you can always ease into it with, you know, you're questioning your gender identity and you don't have to full out come out as like, hey, I'm actually a woman or I'm actually a man or I'm non-binary and this is why and here's my story, you know. So, I mean, above all, if you're deciding to transition or you're questioning it, you're doing it for your own 
safety. You're in good because something in you is not right. And you want to don't want to just throw off that safety by you know telling somebody who could cause harm to you, whether physical, emotional, or socially. Um, and I don't want to sit here and just strike fear into you guys and girls and in-betweens and non-binary humans. But you can't be naive. Unfortunately, like, people like us, we don't have the benefit of being naive. out there and you're sporting your flags and you know you don't give a crap and that's that's amazing that's great like far more power to you if you can go out there and not have to worry about what ramifications might come of it you know and just be true to yourself that's amazing but you still need to be safe you need to know what you're doing It's kind of like you know you may know a lot about a bear bears in general you may have seen one before you may like you may have interacted with one before you know but if you come across one in the woods you shouldn't try to fight it because you're gonna lose you know you know, wearing your transgender flag as a cape to your your local white supremacist rally, not the best idea. You know, alone at least. But you know, be true to yourself, and it's extremely important to build a support group. Like, I'm not encouraging you not to come out to people. Just know what could happen. You know, be prepared to lose people in your life. Um, hopefully, you're. You're doing as well as, you know, I've been so far. And I will openly admit, I've been very selective of the people I've told. And when I've told people, I've been pretty secure with how their reactions are going to be. You know, but there's still people I have avoided telling because of what their reactions might be or how I think they will react. And it's, you know, it's terrifying that you put yourself in situations like that. You just never really know. But anyways, why you all came here, the main event. Um, so yeah, I've come out to three people that work for me um, currently. And, you know, multiple. As I said, several different reactions. So, you know, the first person I came out to at work, um, you know, I wasn't quite sure how it would go. I knew it wouldn't be a violent situation. Um, But it was somebody who was giving me a lot of dysphoria and a lot of jealousy. For, you know, they could be who they are, and who they are is 
someone I'd want to be. Like, I feel like we have similar fashion tastes and trends and stuff for the most part, and we'd react the same almost. Um, be a nice, like, like if I was this female, like, I think we would be really great friends and hang out on the weekends and go shopping together and stuff. Um, and honestly, it was an attempt of taking back the dysphoria of, you know, she was making me feel like crap and she wasn't doing anything to make me feel like crap. But being around her was making me feel like crap because it was making me realize who I wasn't and who I wanted to be um, and how difficult of a situation that is, you know, especially starting out first, admitting it to yourself, you know, uh, cause I said, I've struggled with this for years, but admitting it to myself becomes something completely different, you know, it's a real tangible thing then. Um, this was the first time that, you know, somebody I interacted with and I knew very well, uh, had created this dysphoria. created this dysphoria for me. Um, so in a way, it was taking that back, you know, like, I mean, still jealous of her, um, but she doesn't make me feel terrible anymore because now she's somebody that luckily ended up as an ally. Um, I'm not sure if she's 100% comfortable with it yet, but, you know, she's willing to answer my questions that I have about social interactions or clothing and stuff. And the more it happens, the more it seems comfortable with it. Um, I think there'd still be some shock if I just showed up in a dress the next day. But, um, yeah, it's a funny story. So I, with her, I started out with, um, you, you know, making sure she understood what it meant to be transgender, you know, and I asked, just flat out asked, do you know what it means? Um, and she said, yes, I think so. And I said, all right, well, do you know anyone who is? And she said, no, I don't think so. And I said, well, actually, you do, because um, I am. You know, and then we talked that not to worry about pronouns and stuff, because I was still presenting masculine, and, you know, if she would refer to me as a she, or with a new name, she would just basically be outing me the rest of the team um but when but when I uh when I came out to her she shook my hand and said congratulations it was a little funny um, and I talked to her about it later, and she was like, well, yeah, you know, I'm happy for Thank you. Yeah, I'm happy for you, you know, um, that you found this. Then hopefully it'll make you happy, you know. And she was trying to be, she was trying to be professional. She was trying to be professional, you know, because we were in the work setting when I told her. Um, yeah, that was great. Um, that was great. And then you know, got the pressures of 
telling other people from her, um, which is something I've come to expect. You should expect as you come out to people that people are going to want somebody to discuss it with, you know, um, beyond you. And that's kind of important. Um, I'll touch on that a little bit more in a later episode, but, you know, she was like, so who are you going to tell me? So who are you going to tell next? And I said, no one. <laughs> um, and then she suggested I tell somebody else, um, a specific person, uh, which I told somebody in next that wasn't her, um, but it was somebody who had previously been helping me. And she was kind of there for, like, me figuring it out also. Um, just because we had become really good friends. And it was where, you know, she was kind of there. She kind of already knew it was all about, like, waiting for me to admit it to her, you know. Um. So, you know, it's just confirming that, yeah, I am, and, um, you know, wasn't sure about medically transitioning yet, um, but that, you know, there's things I might start doing that would be more feminine, you know, um, which she was great about it, um, super excited, like, more excited than I am, probably, <laughs> which is kind of funny, um, you know, offered to do my makeup and go shopping with me and help me pick out outfits and stuff and work towards being feminine. Um, yeah, so a you know, strong ally that I felt like I could talk to and stuff. Um, sorry, my mind is losing me right now um, that was great um, but then you know the original person I told at work and then this new person they they were friends but not the closest friends so I could still tell that um, she still wanted me to tell the specific person she suggested uh, and I was hesitant to do that because I wasn't entirely sure I could trust this person. Um, and this, so I made the mistake of letting somebody else pressure me into it. And so far, to my knowledge, it's turned out fine. So just spoilers there. To calm all your anxieties and stuff. Um, but. So a couple other couple of days passed. And I decided I'd go ahead and tell because um, the original person I really do care about and cherish. Um, and, you know, I understand what this could be like not having anyone else to talk to about it. So I told the third person at work, and she was the first person I told other than my wife that had a lot of questions. Um, I think, honestly, I think she had more questions than my wife did. Um, 
Yeah, you know, she was respectful for the most part. Well, not for the most. She was respectful, you know. She asked some questions that some people in the community would probably find rude or, you know, not none of their business and stuff. But either the way she asked them or, you know, some of the things she asked, you know, she openly admitted it might not be her place to ask. Um, she was just a curious person. She doesn't make an excuse for it, so cis people, if you're listening, that doesn't mean you can just go out and ask whoever you want, whatever you want. Um, you might not like the reaction you get. I'm just one example of, you know, I was willing to build the trust and answer the questions that she had. Um, you know, I made sure to specify that only her and the other two people knew um, and that I'd appreciate it. It stayed that way. And, uh, yeah, so this was the closest thing to a bad reaction I've had so far. Um, she is a religious person. Um, so, you know, she was happy for me. And she hopes that this does find happiness for me. And um, I find, you know, whatever it is I'm looking for. But she was afraid of losing her position that, of what she does at her church. So, you know, she said... She's not going to, like, openly support me on social media and stuff, which I'd rather her not do anyways, honestly. Like, you know, that's, I mean, she doesn't hate people, but, you know, it's where the, unfortunately, where the church stands right now is this isn't an okay thing to accept. Um, yeah, so that was... That's all happened, you know. I've heard some things of them talking openly at work, not a, like just around the three that know. Um, so that's a little concerning for me, depending on what's being said and stuff. Um, gee, nobody has a good memory anymore. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah, it's this weird feeling of every time I tell somebody, like, I feel genuinely better. Um, you know, and having people that you can talk to and tell about is great. Um, and then I had one more person. Um, she never worked for my company or anything like that, but uh, she used to work next door to one of my old stores. So that's how we kind of got to know each other. And I'll use the friend, friend, the, the word friend, um, even though we've never hung out or anything like that. You know. Uh, just a cool person, openly lesbian. Um, so I kind of had a feeling she would understand, but she used to work at Ulta Beauty. Um, so I messaged her asking if she still did, which turns out she doesn't. Um, so then I said, hey, you know, I explained it. Uh, well, because that's the idea was, you know, find out when she was working and go and, you know, ask for makeup tips or whatever. Um, see what, you know, start working on that. Foundations, if you will. Um, but she said she'd always be willing to help with makeup tips. Um, and then we started talking about other things uh, where she's currently working. And. You know, a couple of days later, I messaged her and asked if she was serious about helping with makeup tips. And then I told her, 
um, what I have admitted to myself and stuff. Um, and she's been really great supportive and she said, you know, hopefully she might be able to get some samples for Ulta or at the very least we can meet up and she can teach me how to do some makeup. Um, she's great. It'll be an interesting situation. Cause like I said, we've never really hung out socially, but it's cool to have somebody like that that's willing to help you out. the time of this recording there's a few more people who have been told um yeah we'll save them for another episode but again i just want to reiterate like the feeling i get from coming out to people is fantastic it's like you're finally telling your truth um it's like uh, my therapist put it it's like living off of a high of coming out um but you still need to be safe, you know. Um, especially, I mean, younger people, life's hard. Life is really hard when you're young like that. Um, so you need to make sure you're protecting yourself. Um, don't put yourself in situations where you can get hurt, you know, physically especially. You know, but you got to protect yourself mentally and emotionally, you know, because people can be extremely hateful out there. And it's not always best to explode. Um, if you listen to this, you're probably familiar with the woman at GameStop that was called sir i don't i didn't watch the video um so i didn't agree with a lot of stuff surrounding the video um so i don't really know what the situation was of presenting and that's not to say that she identifying as a woman was less valid if she wasn't presenting as a woman you know um but in my opinion reacting like that and causing a scene has created more harm than good um you know and i don't again don't know the situation but you know that would be like me exploding to a completely random stranger calling me sir the way I see it, again, didn't watch the video, so I'm speaking out of turn um, and unintelligently. I openly, freely admit that. But you know, I don't really know where I was going with this. But you need to be careful, and sometimes, if you hear somebody being transphobic, um, that's not the best time to explode on somebody. You know, be defensive, absolutely. But don't be violent, you know, whether it's with your words or not. Because that doesn't solve much. Um, the person's not going to attack, like, the person you attack that way isn't going to react well to it. 
you know, they're not going to learn from it. Um, you're just creating another story for them to talk about how, potentially how ridiculous people can be. Now, by all means, I'm not saying you should stay in silence. Educate people, correct them. But be intelligent with it. Try to change their mind. You know, it's kind of weird. It's coming from a Catholic background, but, you know, it's... You have to enlighten them, you know? Tell them. Teach them that. Why people feel that way or what it might feel like for them. You know, it's... It's... It's this old story of... When people try to understand your dysphoria, they have trouble because they're thinking, I don't understand how I could feel that way. You know, or how you could feel that way because they never have. That's not, like, it's not some, it's not part of their DNA. You know, it's nothing they felt and nothing they dealt with. So instead of that, you have to educate people that okay you know it's in my situation it'd be like you're a woman you you know you're a woman you feel like a woman you present like a woman anything you want to do or be any future you see of yourself you can make happen but for me it's not that like it's not that simple you know um, that's that's where the story is it's looking at your body and not being happy with it or certain parts of it you know or looking at somebody else and envying them you know jealousy is normal even from cis to cis people and vice versa but You know, oh, that girl's shirt is super cute. I want, I want it. You find out where you go, you go buy, you wear it. You look super cute. Not that easy, right? So I beg and encourage you: be safe, educate people, and just trust yourself you know what's going on and if all else fails just know you're not alone